Hey everyone, welcome into a draft edition of the Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast. Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Hello! We are inside Everbank Field. We are, soon to be TIAA Bank. That's right, we are inside the bank, inside one of the team rooms, Dan. Meeting room. Waiting to get yelled at by Tom Coughlin or Doug Marone. I think they're listening, so (laughs) they should be down the hall here in a minute. So here's the deal. We are uh, waiting for the Jaguars to pick rounds two and three, and of course on Saturday. So we will update those rounds most likely on Sunday. But we have too much to get to. We couldn't wait for another podcast. So um, first round pick, Taven Bryan. Just how we figured it would be, Dan. Uh, Yeah, that was a shocker. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't high on him at Florida. I understand a lot of the reasoning. And I hope he's a draft and develop guy. I think the way I describe him is raw talent. And there's no denying, I saw him at Florida. If there's any college team, obviously, I watch every single snap of, it's the Gators. And I would see him get by the defense, the the offense. I'd see him blow up offensive linemen. I'd see him slip through gaps. But sometimes he misses the ball carrier. But he's explosive, especially with that first step. And I think if he gets coached up well, I think he has a chance to be a really good football player. Although I will tell you, uh, I almost wish they drafted his dad. I was more impressed with him than anyone. (laughs) What a guy. I'm sending our boys up to Wyoming for the next two years, and they'll come back uh, young men. Yeah. Because they're going to be picking up a sledgehammer for nine hours a day and breaking up concrete on the – on the farm. What a story. Uh, he's a Navy, former Navy SEAL. Yeah, and he's a firefighter now. He's a captain in the Casper, Wyoming Fire Department. And he just, you know, just typical dad who believes in hard work and raising his family the right way and really sharp guy. So it was fun to talk to him and to Taven. And he kind of makes fun of his son a little bit. Um, you know, well, that's my son. Told some good stories about him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, David. Listen, um, big picture, you got an eight-man rotation at defensive line now. Have fun stopping those guys. Everybody loves that. That should be really good. If you look at the uh, teams that have won Super Bowls, say, in the last handful of years, mm-hmm. even the Eagles were good but underrated, I think, on mm-hmm. that defensive front. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Denver Broncos, who had an eight-man rotation, yeah. if you remember when Malik was part of that and they won uh, the Super Bowl, and even take you back to Seattle. Seattle had, uh, I don't know if it was fully eight, but it was close to it, if not. Right. So I think that's the thing. And they know. And you know what? I've, it struck me. I've told you this story many times, and mm-hmm. you follow Tom Coughlin and the Giants uh, through sure. the years. But when I was working in Albany, New York, I, and we were covering the Giants, everybody was like, what are they doing drafting these defensive linemen yeah. and defensive ends? Why are they doing this? They have Michael Strahan. They have this guy. They have this guy. And they just kept picking them and kept yeah. picking them and kept yeah. picking them. And then what happened? Well, they ended up winning two Super Bowls down the road with that got those guys. Some of them left because they got a little older, but they had the next line of defense, if you will. And I think that's a little bit here. Listen, people ask me about the pick. I say, I'm not in love with the pick. I mean, I, how, do you, how can you be in love with this pick? But this is what teams do when you're in the back of the draft. This is what the Patriots have done for years. They make themselves good for a long time to come because of selections like this. I do love the fact that the Jaguars are in a position where they can get a guy that they don't need results from in year one, or Mm -hmm. at least these huge results. Mm -hmm. Impact player this guy will be? I don't think so. But 
Does he have the potential to learn under some of the best in the league right now and take his time adjusting to the NFL? Well, that's a benefit, I think, for a young player and a benefit around here many young players have not had. I think you have to sort through, I go back to the luncheon and sort through some of the some of the concepts and rationalizations that Caldwell and Coughlin spun. And here is one 100% truth-ism that they said. We feel like we took care of our needs during free agency, so we're really going to focus on getting the best player available. That's what they did. I, I, I said this earlier, Brent. I, I would ask you, how many sacks did this Jaguar offensive line give up this 24. year? 24. Very good. And And where did they finish in rushing the football in the regular season? Number one. Number one, over 140 yards a game, 4.3 yards a carry. So... My point is, that's a pretty good offensive line. I know they let down a little bit towards the end. I know they were frustrated because they couldn't run the ball against the Patriots in the second half of the AFC Championship game. But you know what they did? They signed They signed the person. They couldn't have drafted a better football player on the offensive line if they had if they had taken Quentin Nelson or McGlinchey. They signed a all-pro, which means he's one of the two best in the league at his position. He's not 35, he's young, he's in his 20s. And so my point is they upgraded that offensive line greatly. And that offensive line is pretty good to start with. Yeah. So I, I see when I start thinking it that way, I can see the reasoning behind taking Taven Bryant. The other thing I would say is, remember the trade deadline last year? Yeah. And we're all screaming, Get some, get some help offensively. Well, who right. did they trade for? Marcel Darius. And we all go, what are you doing? Well, he helped. He did. He helped. He helped a lot. He actually had a big game in the AFC Championship. Game not only too. did he, not only did he help, he also made the guy in front of him play better too. Yeah. Because I think Malik's game really took off after Darius came here. I think you're right. So, and well, listen, this this is part of breeding competition. They want to keep guys on edge. This move will keep Malik Jackson on edge. Correct. This move could keep Calais Campbell on it. He can play three different positions. So you you, you could put this guy in any spot. Um, and also age comes factors in. Sure. It. Those guys played a lot of snaps last year. Aging can cap. you keep them fresh? Yeah. And then you mentioned the cap. Yeah. There's a business side of this yeah. that if you look to 2019, which I know we don't want to. We want to get to the 2018 season and raise that Lombardi trophy. But if you look to 2019 and you want to be good for a long time to come, you realize, well, there's no way Marcel Darius and Malik Jackson's contracts, the way they are, are going to stay on this football team. They could both be gone. Right. One of them could be gone. Right. Well, there's a replacement for at least one of them, potentially, if you kind of work out the math. So, um, listen, I don't mind it. Right. And, and by the way, these guys have earned the trust. That's another good you know, point. So they, these guys are smarter than us. Here's what I want to ask you, Dan. Mm-hmm. I always think it's funny when they, they, Dave Caldwell will stand in here and say, oh, he was the hardest guy on our board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still don't think he was the first choice on their board. Right. When Around the 22nd pick, the Jags looked like they were in a prime position to get a lot of uh, the name guys that we had been talking about. Mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst was still on the board. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley was still yeah. on the board. Uh, Isaiah Wynn was mm-hmm. still on the board. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, Mr. Hicken. Yes, sir. If those guys had been on the board, mm-hmm. is Taven Bryan the pick? And if he's not, who would have been? Well, you know, Dave Caldwell said that there were a group of guys, um, that there were three or four guys, uh, and that Taven Bryan was that they were looking at, and that Taven Bryan was the one who was left. So that's a good question, and um, you have to wonder what they thought of Calvin Ridley. And certainly you have to wonder what they thought of Hayden Hurst. But 
honestly, whomever they took there, you know, is a good football player. I don't know if they take an offensive line, if they take a tight end, if they take a wide receiver. What the I don't know, and there's no real analytic. Or they probably can come up with one to measure the difference between yeah. Kevin Bryan and, and that said person. Yeah, kind of that war kind of stat. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. All right, uh, well, here's what this does, because we all, we nobody thought Taven Bryan, first sure. of all, was going to be available, secondly, would be picked. Right. So now it's a mystery the rest of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm still, I'm, I'm guessing offense, though. We still think that, but and there's six you're more right. picks. So you're right. Who really knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this second round pick coming up here, and, and of course, everybody will know this by the time you hear the podcast, is a linebacker. Uh, and they go defense the first two. Now, now I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but that's okay. Uh, that's kind of the way they sit uh, in the pecking order. Um, but draft- I do think, I do think, and wrapping it up, you do have to trust. You're right. They've earned that. I Coughlin, think a lot of Caldwell, been- Marone have earned that trust again. In one year, Tom Coughlin came in with the help of Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone and flipped this franchise. Is Lamar Jackson at 32? Still on the board at 29. Mm-hmm. Does he become the latest addition of Russell Wilson, Brian Anger, or Ben Roethlisberger, Terrell Suggs? You know, one of those that you listen. You can do that in every draft. J.J. Watt. Right. You know, you can do it every draft. Um, is he the latest addition of that, or they make a smart move by well, passing him over? I'll say this: the other 31 teams passed on him too. Yep, I agree. So this isn't like Deshaun Watson. A year ago, who wasn't and actually all thirty-two passed because the Eagles traded out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's right. Everybody passed on him. Every single team uh, uh, passed on him. Um, and Deshaun Watson went higher, obviously, a year ago. Where did he end up going? Uh, I forget what number. I think it was eleven. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's a little bit different. They don't believe in the kid. I'm not saying the kid won't be great. I think they've already made their bed with Blake Bortles, and they're going to lay in it. And Taven Bryan will help them more this year, I suspect, than Lamar Jackson will. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Listen, so. right now, just like last year, did Deshaun Watts, would he have been better overall in the long run right. than Leonard Fournette? Maybe. Right. But I think Leonard Fournette was the perfect pick at the time. Yeah, great fit. I think this one, Lamar Jackson doesn't fit this place right now. Not right now. It does Not the situation they're in. Um, so I, I don't believe that. I don't think they needed that. So uh, I tend to agree with the way they did it and let it go by. Um, listen, we could break down the entire draft. We don't need to do that. No. Was, give me one stunner. Was there was there something yeah, that Yeah, the Seattle you? running back and the Pittsburgh uh, Edmonds, Edmonds brother. Yeah, the brother's thing was kind of cool, though. It was cool, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I was shocked. I was more shocked by the Seattle running back. I think that they've been searching so long to try to find the replacement for beast mode. But, golly, man, I mean – yeah, who is that, that guy? Penny over Sony Michelle, Penny over Nick Chubb, Penny over Ronald Jones. I hope that they 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 need to be right. They need to be right because they invested a first round pick, and Seattle's defense is you know falling apart. It Richard is. Sherman's gone. Earl Thomas could be traded. Um, uh, Bennett's out of there. I mean, it's it's not the same. Their their reign of best defense in the NFL is over, oh, and it was over. a it was a good four year run where they were the lowest scoring defense in the NFL. It's over. Those two were the ones that really surprised. And and Baker Mayfield, I think Cleveland's out of their mind. Yeah, but that's, I, I don't want to, uh, you know. Well, I say that Dan, but yeah. I always say if you think that guy's the best yeah. at a quarterback spot, yeah. I don't criticize the team for taking the pick um, because they believe it. It was much. I always explain yeah. it like Blaine Gabbert. I don't think it was a bad pick by the Jags if they were convicted that he was the best guy. They went and got their guy. You have to do that, quarterback. Their judgment is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Cleveland's judgment will end up being wrong. But we'll I'll, see. But you got to go get your guy when you think you have the guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you mine. Did 
when New Orleans traded, uh-huh. didn't you think Lamar Jackson was like, that's what they were coming up for? I was thinking it, but I wasn't positive. I think that It the, felt like they gave up a lot for a defensive player. I you think the Davenport kid is, a, is like a, a home run or a big miss. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he was recruited as a wide receiver. How about that? What an athlete. Yeah, 200-pound wide receiver. <laughs> And he grew into a defensive end. And he's not not that he's overly big, he's but he's super fast, obviously. Yeah, they give like first rounder next year. Yeah. For a defensive player in the middle of the rounds. That's not even a top five, top ten pick. It's a win now team. Wow. That seems uh it seems much. Um all right. Hey, there was a lot that's gone on in the last week. Yeah. Uh, we talked to schedule and all that stuff when sure. we were here at Everbank last week. Um let's begin with the draft. Uh because I was there okay. in Texas the last couple of days. Um are I want, you still it, as convinced as I am? Because I am convinced uh-huh. that thing is coming to Jacksonville yeah, see, in the next handful of years. That's good that you think that because I, I don't think it's coming. Here. That's interesting. Yeah, and 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 you've been there, so I value your opinion, which is rare for me as a human being. <laughs> but, but, but that is accurate, actually. Yes, but I just think that thing. Somebody has, save this podcast. <laughs> I think that thing has grown so much. Brett Martineau, I don't know where you're going to fit 100,000 people at, at a venue here. So, yeah, I don't. The, what do you mean? We the, do it every year. Here's the only way with well, Florida, Georgia. Here's the only way I think it comes here. Wayne Weaver was awarded a Super Bowl because the league wanted to do him a solid. Yeah. And Shot Khan is very well respected as an owner, and the league may want to do him a solid. And if he goes to him and says, hey, listen, I want the draft. Maybe we'll get it that way. That's the only way I see it coming. I think this thing is, I think this thing has gone crazy haywire, man. When I see how many people were there around, you were there. Was it packed? Well, was it? It a, looked it, it jam packed. Yeah, it wasn't as jammed as Philly was in terms of one concentrated spot. Mm-hmm. Philly had a hundred thousand people, and it felt like a hundred thousand right, people. Right. This stadium, they shut down two thirds of the stadium, and only almost kind of built a big right. amphitheater right. out of it. And so there's twenty thousand people inside. And then there was, they say, 80,000 people spread out amongst, uh, uh, you know, around the grounds. Mm-hmm. It's a huge place, huge stadium. See, I actually think the opposite. I think they look at a place like AT&T Stadium in Dallas and say, you know what? That might be too big for the draft. Well, that it would might be, be good. Too big that would be area. good. Think about the places they're looking at. Canton. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not big. Right. Uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. It's big, but you don't think of it. It's not big city big. Right. It's not New York, Chicago, Philly, Dallas. Right. Right. Uh, Kansas City, mm-hmm. same deal. Nashville, same deal. I think they want to find that niche, and I think even the commissioner has said this, that we want to go to places where the Super Bowl most likely won't go. Well, that would be good. And so Jacksonville certainly fits, and I'm telling you, Dan, I will say this. You can talk about the 100,000 people, 150,000 people, and by the way, we'll get it because they're going to come from Atlanta. They're going to come from Charlotte. They're going to come from Orlando. They're going to come from Miami. They're going to come from Tampa. This is a regional event, and Jacksonville is close to a lot of big places where people will come in and come to the event, see Jacksonville, play some golf, whatever it might be, especially when they build up some of this infrastructure downtown. That's why I think it will wait a few years, looking at 2021, 2022. But, I mean, the the commissioner invited Mayor Lenny Curry to Dallas to check it out. Uh, I talked to someone in the commissioner's office the other day about it and they know it's a good fit if you look at daly's place if you look at the flex field and if you look at the stadium it is a perfect match 
for what they can accommodate. And then what I would say is you add in potentially another live arena deal that they're doing in the J-Lot if they build it. Right. Uh, the baseball grounds on top of that, the fairgrounds in Met Park, mm -hmm. you now have all these areas that you can function and have something like this. Uh, so I'm telling you, it's coming here. I well, guarantee it. Wow. I guarantee Wow. It. I guarantee Where is it next year? Is it already decided? Well, what they've done is they've taken those five cities that I just mentioned, uh -huh. and they've said in 2019, 2020, those are up for grabs. I believe, unless I missed something, mm. but I think they're going to choose from those five cities okay. for the next couple of years. And then in 2021 and 22, it will come open again. Okay. But now they'll probably vote on that maybe next year or the year after. So just about uh, the time the Jags are moving to London, it'll be here? <laughs> good segue. <laughs> Was that a good one? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I kid because I, I mean, care. Did you start this yesterday on, on your radio show? No, I thought I we mean, had... Did you get the fans and... and maybe. I mean, you, you and your buddy there can get them going now. Uh, I thought we handled it fairly well, to be honest with you, but you have to understand that it, it was about, I don't know, it's like 8.15 in the morning. It was 6 o'clock in the morning when my phone started going well, crazy it, over in Texas. And I looked at it, <laughs> and I'm reading it, and it's ShotCon buying Wembley Stadium. Oh, that's interesting. This is a big deal. But in the London papers, paving the way for the Jaguars to relocate, like yeah. matter-of-factly. So yeah. there you're... Now you're reading it and you're going, whoa, 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 whoa. Now this is happening live on the air. And so at that point, you know, you're you're contacting the Jags and, you know, I do I do think that a press release ready would have <laughs> been helpful been, at that point. There was a little time in there. They shouldn't have had that time. Yeah. They should have been ready for that, I think. Not, I'm not trying to – yeah, I am. I guess I am criticizing. But – and, and – and the one thing I, I harp on, Brent, and I've been here for the entire existence of the franchise, and I, when I try, and I, because I want to go over what, what Shad said to us yesterday, but my point is we have a small market hang-up in this town, but it's rightfully earned. Well, let me put it for you. We have a complex Complex. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. A small market complex. But... It's rightfully earned, and I'll tell you why. Because our people of Jacksonville worked their tails off to get us an NFL franchise. We earned that NFL franchise. They awarded us an NFL franchise in 1993. And from the moment we got that NFL franchise, every national <laughs> sports writer, media type, has been trying to take our team away and saying it's just a matter of time and saying they're going here, they're going there. They're going here. They're going there. And it gets old, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. So my point would be, you can understand why when you read that the owner of the team just bought a stadium across the pond, that would be considered a bombshell. Now, certainly in Shot Khan's world, it's not because he's been working on it forever. But he seemed... Um, taken aback. Offended. Offended by it. Yes. Offended by it is a good word. Well, listen... To a degree, I understand people's reaction. Mm -hmm. What I can't get over a little bit, this is where the complex comes into play. Mm -hmm. I think we give way too much respect to the national media. Mm -hmm. Because, listen, we've been around the national media. Yeah, they don't know, know what they're people. talking about they a lot of the time. They don't, don't do their homework. Listen, I've started just calling them out. Yeah. USA Today wrote something. That was terrible. It was lazy. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It's not true. We, I just feel like, you know, we've been covering this story of Shahad Khan, mm -hmm. and we've been covering the London story. And we've been talking to people in the city, in the building, 
um, in London, mm-hmm. NFL people, mm-hmm. once again, had NFL conversations this week. Mm-hmm. And they praised the city of Jacksonville and how this move, this Wembley thing, could help Jacksonville succeed even more than it already is. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like we have investigated this story and we know more than the na- We might not be better than the national people. Right. They might make more money. They Dang might have it. more exposure, yeah. all this stuff. But I'm guaranteeing you this. We know more about this part of the story than those people. I do would agree. They're not taking time to investigate it and to learn about it. I would agree. But let me play devil's advocate on a couple things and you respond. Um, the NFL wants a team in London by 2022. Well, that's their that's the plan. If you talk to uh, the, the NFL guy in London NFL wants guy. that. Yeah. Not Commissioner Roger Goodell has said that. Not the owners have said that. Yeah. The guy in London wants to pull someone over there yeah. by 2022 because the new CBA will be done right. around that, That's going to be a critical time. That will be a stretch that's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And listen, as soon as the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl mm-hmm. I had some of those London reporters in Minnesota come mm-hmm. up to me and said, hey, kind of whispered, like, hey. 2021, we're being told Jags might be the team over there. Right. They're going to get a franchise. Right. And I was like, I'm telling you, the Jags aren't going to be the franchise. If they expand or if somebody else goes over, that might. I don't think the Jags are going over there full time. Um, so. Okay, oh, hold I, on, hold so on. So I don't believe it. You just said a key word, devil's advocate. Ah, yes. Yeah, you just said full time. Yes. There's no doubt he bought Wembley Stadium with the idea of the Jaguars playing more than one game a year there. Now that's a that's a scenario. I mean, let's let's I, okay. I will be honest. One hundred percent agree. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. question is, Dan, is it an away game, which makes it two games, okay. or possibly more than one away game, okay. which makes. But he now gets a cut of that. Sure. For local revenue here in Jackson. That's even fine. On an away game. Now what? Now he can have any away game and any preseason <laughs> game he wants. You're concerned about the other home game. Well, well, sure. I this. think the fans would be, don't you? Well, I mean, certainly. If I'm being honest, and I said we've researched this thing a right, lot, right? Right. We've been around people. I can tell you, I think with a level of certainty mm-hmm. that the two home games in London mm-hmm. has been broached. I think it's been investigated. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you this, Dan. If you make 15% of your local revenue in London oh, I get and you're it. a business guy, yeah. well, why wouldn't you think of trying to play two in London? Now, again, I'm talking about the topic's been discussed, I believe. But it's also been put on the back burner, as far as I know, for quite some time. Right. So does it happen someday? I think it's possibility. Yeah. If I'm being honest, yeah. I think it's possibility. Does it happen in the immediate future, like the next two, three years? I don't think so. Right. Um, but I, I won't go too far beyond that, because I don't know when possibly two games happens. Here's what I think happens in London. You mm-hmm. tell me if you agree or not. Mm-hmm. Especially with this, he will try, Shad Khan will now try to lure or help more games over in London. But I think there's a better chance by 2022, right, or maybe sooner, that we have an eight-game schedule in London that features 14 to 16 different teams right. than we do of one franchise being in London playing eight games. So, Because there's 24 teams that we know of in the NFL that want to play a game in London. They right. want to extend their reach. Right. They're oversaturated in their home markets in the United States. So if you have that much interest, well, now you say, okay, we'll do a game every other week in London, uh-huh. and it's going to feature most of the teams in the NFL, maybe the Jags two or three times, but most couple on the road. Sure. And Shad Khan now gets a piece of that every time because right. they're playing in Wembley Stadium, and that turns into local revenue for his Jaguars in Jacksonville. I'd like to offer up. Yeah, I'd like to offer up though a solution, and that would be the fourth preseason game, (laughs) and the opener. You can have the opener, 
which Ooh. is a big deal. Now, that'd be interesting. But I'm more than willing, if it has to be two games, listen, you think those numbnuts over there are going to understand it's a preseason game? <laughs> Just call it a friendly. They won't know. They'll be liquored up. There'll be, <laughs> be 8,000 of them liquored up and, and, and waving their flags and, and cheering. There was one comment, I, th- I think, and with all due respect to Mr. Khan, and I, he's a brilliant businessman. I, I do think he got one thing wrong yesterday, the other day. <clears throat> I think I'll agree with you on this. He said... Well, I think there was two things, but go ahead. This is the one thing that rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. He said the reason... He says, look at the success we've had in London. It's because of all the Jaguar fans over there, and we finally got a taste of that here. And that's just not true. I, I agree. I mean, they did the reason why they win because is because the they fans. figured out how to handle the schedule, and these other teams are going over there for the first time and getting all out of whack. Or they just played well, too. And, and the Jaguars <laughs> have been able so. But but I agree. That is a, over there. That's not correct. It's not like there's like it wasn't the Buffalo atmosphere. No, no. Now it's grown. Yes. For the Jags. And I I get listen. I get that Shad Khan wants that every week here. It's it's we saw it with Buffalo and we saw it with Houston and and Indy down in Seattle. Those those last four games at home were tremendous. We haven't had that feeling around here since Shad Khan's been the owner. Yeah. So I understand that. But the inevitability. Brent, and the concern I would have is what happens when there's a downturn in the football team and they're not good and the people don't come. Yeah. One thing Shad Khan now has over Jacksonville, and good for him from a business standpoint, is leverage. A little leverage. A lot of leverage. A lot of leverage. <laughs> a lot of leverage. By the way, he's already got a lot of leverage. Sure he's he does. a billionaire in this town. Sure he does. And, and that doesn't happen every month. Correct. Correct. So, um, but I, listen, I agree with you. I, I think that was a little... I don't know if it was a little out of context. Maybe he didn't say the complete thought, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Mm-hmm. But I agree. They didn't win games in London because of the crowd. Right. Um, but it was a great the, atmosphere. Yeah. A the, good atmosphere. Yeah. And, well, they sold not, out. Yeah. But uh, the other one thing I thought, he, you know, he kind of said, you guys in the media, which I think he meant the national media. I think so, too. And not necessarily I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. I don't, um, I don't take I'll that. I'll be a nitpicky. Yeah, and I don't take that stuff personally I either. I mean, but he was like... I, I said to him, but there is a difference, Dan. Yeah. The local media and the national media, when yes. it comes to the Jags, yes. is a totally different animal. Yes. But I, I, you know, I said to him right at the beginning. I said, you know, Shad, you you you've poured a lot of your own money into this, but you can certainly understand why this is a bombshell. And he said, No, I cannot understand why it's a bombshell. And he was like, like you said, he was offended by it. Well, listen. And I was like, Wow, okay. Well, I haven't looked at it from your perspective, so I, I took a step back and rephrased the question. And we, we, I mean, it was good. It was a good conversation, and I appreciate him being honest. Um, but that's the way he feels about it, and it's it, it's it's interesting. You also have to remember that the the club that he's in, this billionaire's club of NFL owners, there's another guy who bought a piece of land in L.A. when he was owning a team in St. Louis, and there are direct quotes from the commissioner mm-hmm. and from him saying, "Hey, don't worry about it. it has yeah. nothing to do with football. Things change. Well, it had everything to do with football. <laughs> yeah. They're building a beautiful billion dollar." A stadium there for two teams. Yeah, yeah. So and that team left St. Louis. Hey, listen, and again, I'm not change. Ju- yeah. So it just. And I think Kroenke is kind of a, just a bad guy, but and he may be, he may be. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm just, I'm just trying to make out some points here. That I guess what I'm just trying to say is, it's okay. I think, I, I know 
to sit and ask these questions and wonder as fans when something like that happens, that would be a, more of a natural reaction, in my opinion. Yes, and I think you're right. I think so that's why I don't I don't crush the fans for it. Yeah. But what I do think after the surface part of it, I do think what you're talking about with Shad Khan, I thought that was awesome yesterday. Mm-hmm. The fact that he bowed up a little bit. Yeah. That he did look a little annoyed by the fact that that was the reaction all day, nationally and from the local right. fans. And that he said, listen, I'm trying to build this place. Right. I'm trying to build this city. I'm one of you guys now. I've been here for six years. Right. Look at what we have here. And I like that. I thought that was a, an appeal to the fans mm-hmm. to say, hey, we're here. Yeah. You know. And I thought it was about as adamant as he said it. Um, in recent memory, no question. That hey, no. we are here. We're I trying mean, to make this work. One of our colleagues, one work. of our colleagues, even said, are, "Are your feelings hurt?" Because that was the, you yes. know. And he said, "No, they're not hurt." But and yeah. he, he was, he was adamant. He was offended, and he was sticking up for what he has done. Actions speak louder than words. He said, "That is true." Yes. And we 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 owe him the benefit of the doubt. I agree. Because of everything that he has done here in Jacksonville. That is a fact. Let me say one last thing, and mm-hmm. I've always believed this, and you know we've t- talked about it before, but sure. when this comes up, I think it's worth repeating. Mm-hmm. The fact is this. We're looking at this blank wall right here. Mm-hmm. Right? It's in this team room. It's brown. It's got nothing on it. Right. To me, that's not fully Jacksonville when Shad Khan got here, but in a sense it is. It's a top 50 market city near a river, near an ocean, uh, Throughway of 95, right. the airport, all that stuff. A uh, big car place, which he's heavily involved in. And it's a growing city. And he has a chance to kind of give it an identity. Right. It's like a blank canvas. That's what I'm talking about with the wall. Sure. It, it's not... He, he can grow this city into Charlotte, Nashville, one of those places, and he can do it. Yeah. He can be the, the engine behind it. I think he is much more enamored with trying to be that and bring this city to life in a way that it's never been brought before than to try to get a team out of here and ship it over to London and be the first uh, NFL franchise over there. Right. I, I truly and genuinely believe he, he wants to see this place grow into the next Nashville, the next Charlotte. And but by the way, if it does, he's the guy that really helped make it happen along with the city, but he's the guy that made, and I've said this for a long time, they will build statues of Shad Khan someday in Jacksonville. I firmly believe it. And I think the way this city looks in the next 10 years will will um, be the evidence of that. If all this is true, then why, when I did some investigative reporting, did I see the name Brent Martineau Wickershire Lane <laughs> of down payment on a flat in London, England? Answer the question, Brent. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm covered. But Dan, I forgot to tell you, I got promoted. I'm now an NFL reporter. I didn't There's know. There's going to be eight games national over there. Guy. National guy now. I'm a national guy. Uh, I had to bring life to the Sky party. Sky Sports. <laughs> this is Brett Martineau, WGJS. That's <laughs> the fact that Ty Martineau's not going to grow past uh, 78 pounds ever. Uh-huh. So we're turning him into a steeplechase jockey. <laughs> I like it. He's <laughs> too good an athlete not to find a sport. Anyway, uh, I came because I can. That was fun. It's a, it's a good discussion. It's a discussion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it and is. You know what? It transcends sports. It transcends right. politics. Right. It's about this whole city. And I think it's cool. I think if people do look under the surface of it, there's a lot actually to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Somebody put it to me this way. He said, think about this. One of the most iconic venues in the world. Mm-hmm. In Jacksonville, because they'll get a kickback on the local revenue, yeah. if you want to look at it this way, the city of Jacksonville actually owns a part of it. Yeah, it's a good way to they look at it. They have a play in it. Um, my last thought on Shotgun. Mm-hmm. 
We are talking about a guy mm -hmm. that bought into the NFL in 2013 and in the last five to six years has become a sports tycoon worldwide. Yeah. He owns one of the oldest soccer franchises in Fulham. Yep. He now will own an iconic place like Wembley Stadium, which is Wrigley Field and Yankee Stadium and sure Fenway is. Park. And he owns one of the 32 NFL franchises, the most popular sport by far Pretty good. in the United States. Pretty I mean, good stuff. He's actually like a sports tycoon. The guy admittedly hardly knew anything about sports six years ago. He knows now. And he certainly knows now because his team in London's doing well and his team here is doing well. All right, I'm done with you. We're not giving out any prizes tonight. Well, wait a minute. What? By the way, we did give away a dinner. We we gave away a dinner. I'm on the hook for it. Yeah, we when haven't gone what? to dinner yet, have when we? When we did the dinner. Did we go to dinner with the guy yet? No, but when we did the dinner giveaway, Dan, yeah. it was the most popular podcast to date. <laughs> so what I think is we should probably do another one, and you have to pay this time. What? Or do we wait till the next? We have to spray some let's out. Spray them. Let's space them out. All right. So I'm cheap. I don't want to pay it for dinner. Not yet. All right. Uh, no, I'll get the next one. Okay. We'll do it soon. But okay. we can't do it every week. No. We've got a family. Because then, you, and then plus they'll know, so they'll just yeah. zip ahead to the end. Oh, that's a good point. We we'll have to sneak it in certain spots. That's right. Buzzword. There'll be a buzzword. All right. All We're right. going to have hey. to repeat the buzzword to us on Twitter. All right. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was long. That was good. Um, but uh, we'll talk more about the draft on Sunday. We'll update a little bit. But we're going to cool. let this one play out for a yeah, bit. Yeah, Remember, yeah, yeah. Are we going like, back to Operation Shutdown soon? We better I be. I mean, these last couple of days have been long, man. Uh, These last two Thursdays have been unbelievable around here. Crazy, man. I, 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 this, this, this isn't happening to me. All right. Well, I need some it. rest. For the Action Sports Shacks Pylon Podcast. From inside the team room, we made it through the whole thing without getting yelled at. By Hello, Governor. For Dan Higgins, <laughs> I'm Brent Martino. Have a good rest of your draft weekend, everybody. Hey.